This is the Creative Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lopez. Hope you enjoy this podcast. It's set up and designed for coaches, leaders, and influencers to share their stories and inspire others to share their stories as well. That we can all learn together as a community and get better every day. So thank you for listening. You're season two. Today's guest is Richard Duran. Mr. Dudan is the newly appointed athletic director for the University of the Incarnate Word. We talked to him today about turning points in his life, about learning to lead and follow, about faith, innovation, education, service, and truth, and how to be a support structure for your student athletes. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Well, Mike, I appreciate you having me, and I'm excited to be here. No, thank you for your time. I know you're busy. Uh, recently just got named the athletic director at the University of Incarnate Word. Uh, got the interim tag taken off. And so just, you know, really exciting times for yourself. And here again, I know you're busy, man. So here again, we just really appreciate the time that you're, you're giving us. Uh, so, so thank you so much. Now, I just want to start off like I do every podcast, Coach, in that. How were you introduced to athletics coming out of Montebello, California? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I appreciate you recognizing my hometown. You yes, know, that, that means a lot to me. And, you know, I really grew up on uh, in two towns, really. Montebello, California is where my mom's side of the family is. And then mm-hmm. East Los Angeles is where my dad's side. So neighboring towns yeah. and uh, communities there. But, you know, growing up at a young age, you know, I, I played in all the, the the park leagues, the baseball, the basketball, never made weight for football. Yeah. So I didn't get to play football until I was a freshman in high school. But, you know, I grew up in a football household. My father and mother, uh, my father played football at my high school alma mater. And, um, you know, every day when I worked out in, in high school, you know, his picture was in the weight room wall because, you know, wow. he was a all-league all type of guy. And, you know, I had aspirations to kind of outdo him. And, you know, I had some great success in high school, and, and we uh, we won a CIF championship, which is kind of like a regional championship in SoCal. And, um, you know, my, my, let's just say my picture would have been on the wall a few more times if they still held that tradition. Yeah. Uh, so I had a great high school yeah. career. That's and awesome. um, it was great, you know, as a senior, you know, when, when we were winning games, I got to play with my younger brother, who was a sophomore on the varsity team. And it was just a great experience for the family. And But from that, you know, football was really my opportunity to – to move on and you know that's what it took me it took me to a division three institution Whittier College yeah which is about 20 minutes from where I grew up and continued playing my football career there wow that's awesome man like you're you know, Whittier College I had a, a former player graduated 2017 who played basketball uh-huh. out there and uh, yeah. you know his experience is just he's loved it loved every step of yeah. it uh you talk about kind of your 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 roots and staying close to home and all that man that's that's got to, yeah. That had to have been fun to experience all that. Your dad being who he was, uh, yeah. it just had to be something of some pride because, you know, coming from the Hispanic culture, there's a lot of pride yeah. involved in what we do, and uh, and kind of keeping up, uh, not with the Joneses, but with each other, and, and kind of yeah. wanting to do better for each generation. So that's fantastic, Coach. No, and I'll, I'll say this, Mike. The, the biggest thing for me was I saw how hard my parents worked. Yeah. you know, coming up yeah. and, you know, neither of them graduated college and they worked their tails off to, to land great careers and really provide a, a great life for my siblings and I, yeah. and, and to take that opportunity 
you know, I, I remember going to my, my uh, first semester in college and, you know, you know, I'm the, the freshman, you know, I didn't start, I, I played a lot of games, got a lot of reps, but didn't start that year. And, you know, I wasn't academically prepared the way I wish I was yeah. um, for the classroom and it, all my papers are redlined and I'll never forget. I came back for home for one of the breaks during winter. I just said, you know, this isn't for me, Pop. Like, you know, wow. I, I worked, worked my tails off, but you know, it, the amount of extra sessions and, and meetings and everything I had to do just to make a decent GPA. And I'll never forget what he told me. He told me, you know, me and your mom never, we didn't work hard our entire lives for you to quit now. Wow. And, you know, from there, it really just flipped my switch a little bit and, you know, really just put the full steam ahead, had a, had a great rest of my college career and graduate the top of my major in kinesiology. And, you know, it was because of that moment where he reminded me of the hard work and effort that other people did to put me in that position to be successful. And, and you know, I never looked back from that. That's great. You're, you're, you're saying something that I think all of us in the coaching world, in, in athletics and administration all together can really, uh, you know, sympathize with because, yeah, none of us got to where we got on our own, uh, especially when, when it comes to our parents kind of laying the foundation for us and this yeah. us kind of being on the shoulder of giants, so to speak, when it comes to work ethic. That's right. And so that's fantastic, that's right. man. That is really, really good. I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Now, yeah. now when we talk about, you talked about somewhat of your experience as an athlete, you know, you yourself now as an administrator, uh, how do you, you know, we're talking about athletic experiences, right? For the athletes, what, yeah. was your, what was your experience like as far as like, you know, how did you, what did you take away from your athletic experience? Yeah, you know, it was, uh, I had really just opposite ends of the spectrum in high school and college football. In high school, you know, we were a very successful team, a very successful program. And we did something that in only the second time in school history, we won that CIF championship. And, you know, so I left there, you know, I got all the accolades, you know, all region, all team, like every accolade you could think, could think of. I had that in, the, in high school yeah. and uh, going to college, you know, we, we were, I was entering a program that had not won in about a decade. Whoa. And, you know, we had a great freshman core and I thought, holy cow, we can really build this thing into something special. And, you know, it, it was tough. You know, we uh, had a great first year. We had a stud quarterback that helped us. Uh, I think we went four and five that year, but we recapped our rivalry trophy and we had a great first year. And then our second year, you know, we opened up the season and beat a team up like 49 nothing, which wow. the team in the following year ended up dropping their program. Um, so I'm not sure how valid <laughs> that, that win was, but yeah, that's that was the only win for the year. And yeah. correct. And, you know, I was a sophomore in the team trying to be one of the leaders and, one, yeah. you know, that following year offseason captain and, you know, it was tough because we, we had some great group of student athletes, a great group of just football players, but we can never piece it together. I think I went through three or four OCs, three OCs during my time there, and I played center, so I was on the offensive side of the ball. We had a couple DCs, and, you know, after my senior year, our, our head, there was a head coaching change. So it was tough, but you know what? I always look back at that opportunity and say what I did and the work we put in really prepared me for future success because at, at Whittier College, you were not only a football player, but you were a student. And, and I was heavily engaged in the Whittier community with, with community service. And that really taught me about the experience you can have to really better yourself as a person going to college. Yeah. And I knew during that time, like, man, that's something I want to provide for the future generations. Yeah, no, you're and, and you're kind of on that path right now there at UIW. You know, when I look at all the stats that are thrown out with GPAs and uh, you know, all academic yeah. teams and all that. So you're kind of repeating the sounding joy, if you will, with that, 
that culture of expectations of academic excellence and also athletic yeah. excellence. I mean, that's always, you, you always look at the person as a whole, you know, take it, take that approach yeah, right. that it's not just about athletics because there's too many young people feeling like they're getting used out there. And when you yeah. can set your program apart for it to be an academic yeah. and an athletic institution, man, that's, uh, that's something that yeah. just sets you apart. So that's good stuff, man. So I, I get it. I get where you got that from. Yeah. Now, Coach. And I'll tell you this, you know, my push, Mike, is is the three C's, right? I want our kids, our student-athletes to be champions in, in the classroom, in the community, and then third is in competition. Because nice. I truly believe if they're getting it done in the classroom, in the community, that's what's going to prepare them for the rest of their careers. You know, yeah. at the FCS level, if, at our level, Division One, not every one of our student-athletes is going to go play professionally somewhere. Yeah. So I need to prepare them and make sure they're prepared for the world to come after graduation. And, and then the last one is champions of competition. We're here to win. Like, yeah. I, I never want anybody to think that I'm not here to win ball games because we are here to win games, but we're going to do it in the right way while ensuring that we're not forgetting the other two parts of, of the classroom in the community. Fantastic, Coach. That's a... Uh... That's something that I think a lot of the perception most of the time, and, and you've heard it, I'm sure, you know, coming from Louisiana Monroe, coming from, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're in California State, L.A., uh, yeah. the, kind of the perception is Division three is for the academics. Uh, Division two mm-hmm. is kind of a mix, and Division one is all business. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I think like what you're talking about, that's true success when you can do those three things, champions, you know, in the community, you know, you know, competitively, you know, that's, uh, you don't want to forsake one for the other. And so when you can get all three of those, man, that's fantastic. Uh, so coach, I would, I would ask you, you know, now as an athletic director at the collegiate level, who influenced you to go into athletic administration? Yeah, coming out of high school, okay, uh-huh. I remember I was playing an all-star game, and in the book it says, you know, what is your, your career aspirations, and it said, uh-huh. um, I put head football coach at your high school, my alma mater, that was my dream job, you know, coming out of high school, and I remember I started off as a biology major, uh-huh. and took one bio class, because I wanted to be a bio teacher and a high school football coach, I took one biology class and said, uh, yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> and uh, quickly switched to, to kinesiology. And one of the best things that ever happened to me was in the, my spring semester of my freshman year, I met a professor by the name of Dr. Kathy Barlow, who has been a friend and mentor to me ever since. And, you know, I will say, you know, I think I was nodding off in her class, you know, <laughs> and I remember her making me stand up, get to the corner and, and stand there for the rest of class wow. um, and her lecture. And I remember her coming up to me after and introducing herself and saying why she did that. And she 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 played basketball at Louisiana Tech. She's from Louisiana. She's a former uh, junior college AD, and she is a phenomenal woman. And she just shared with me that life moment of, Rich, if you really want to do something with your life, you have to be at your best every single day, every single hour. you know. And, and so when you come into my classroom, I'm going to expect you to be at your best. And I will never lose that moment in time. And then, you know, later on that semester, we talked about, you know, what I want to do with my life and my career. And I shared with her, I want to be my high school head football coach and a, and, and a teacher. And she said, well, let me ask you this, Rich. So like, every, you ever think about being the, the head football coach's boss? And I said, what do you mean? And, you know, to me, your head football coach, that's it. You've made yeah, it. Yeah. And she said, yeah, the athletic director. And I said, no. So, 
you know, then I added the emphasis of sports management to my undergrad degree, you know, because I was doing teaching coaching routes and I added sports management. And, you know, she really showed me the ropes and built my foundation, having the understanding of what intercollegiate athletics is all about. And, you know, her being a former junior college AD, she had a great understanding, a great foundation base that she shared with me. And, I, and I'm, I'm always going to be indebted to her because she really changed my mindset and perspective on not only of, of how I should act as a, as a human being and always doing my best, but also the direction I want to go with my career, which led me to where I am today. Fantastic. Isn't that something? I mean, we, we look at, uh, and I don't mean to get off, you know, race relations on us here, but when you think yeah. about it, Dr. Barlow uh, helping out Mr. Mm-hmm. Udon get to where he needs to yeah, get, right. you know, it's, 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 yeah. a, it's a really a refreshing idea. Uh, and, 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 yeah. and, and then a female at that to tell you, Hey, look, here's what you can do. You know, you, you can learn from anybody, anywhere, at any time. It's up to you to put your pride away right. and to put away your preconceived uh, notions or, or prejudice yep. away and just learn, be a lifelong learner. And that sounds like what you did, Coach. I mean, thank God you, you, yeah. got, you got out of that bio uh, major, man. I mean, yeah. the world wouldn't, wouldn't <laughs> have you in athletics. So that's good stuff. Yeah. Man. I'm glad she stood you up old school style, man. So you could, you know, confrontations. Oh, she did. Yeah, confrontations mean that's so right. much if we take it the right way. And here again, we're willing Correct. to learn. So that's great. Now, this may be kind of no, a, no. a duh question, but how excited were you, man, to have the interim tag taken off? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. It's, you know, I was supposed to have a couple of weeks ago, maybe over three weeks ago, I was supposed to have my end of the year review. And, you know, it was supposed to be on Zoom. And, you know, I got a text from, from my boss, who's um, our uh, chief development officer and VP for external affairs. And he was a great leader to me and, and, and a great, you know, boss to me over the, the 10 months of interim. He texted me and said, hey, can you come in for your end of year review? I said, yeah, no problem. We could do face-to-face and yeah, we'll, we'll stay six feet apart. And he said, yeah, by the way, Dr. Evans, is our, which is our president, is going to be joining us. I said, nice. So my heart sank a little <laughs> bit and I was like, okay, shoot. Like, nice. what is this going to be? It's my end of the year review. Are they not happy? I thought we had a kick butt year. I thought, I thought we had a phenomenal year. Yeah. And I said, okay. I said, do you want me to get suited? And he said, no, just come casual. You're fine. I said, okay. So, you know, we went to the president's office together and right away they just started singing praises for our department and the great wow. work the team has done. And I was like, holy cow, they're about to offer me the job. <laughs> and, and what's nice. crazy about it is, you know, March 1, we were supposed to kick off our search. We hired a, a nationally known search firm to do the athletic director search. And mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a March, April search with a May 1 announcement. And, you know, COVID-19 hit and that really changed the landscape yeah. of that search process. And it provided me an opportunity to further showcase what I could do as a leader of the department. And I will tell you this, there was a box of tissues slid from the president to me when they, when they formally offered the job, man, I was, I was emotional. Wow. I was excited. I was fired up. And, you know, it, and I just go back and think about, you know, in that time frame, those few minutes that I was all processing, like I, all the things that I've gone through in my career and my life, my family, personally, it's like all that stuff accumulated to that one point in my life and the joy and pride and not only for me personally but knowing what it would bring to not only my family but my community back home yeah i mean i'm, I'm getting emotional thinking about it it was, it was a massive moment in my life and probably one of the most exciting moments i've ever had in my life i've had some great moments where you know my my two goddaughters were born where you know we won that championship in high school football i've had some great moments yeah. but that one was just so many years of hard work and effort to get me, my family, and my community to that position to earn the permanent job. It was just, it was a phenomenal moment. Fantastic. Yeah. You're, 
you know, you're highlighting the process, you know, you hear the process a lot being thrown around and it's really a hot word yeah. to use when we're talking to, to players, to, 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 to people in general about what we do as far as athletics. And you say, well, you just trust the process, go through the process. But yeah. within the middle of that yeah. process is what you're saying you reflected on because the beginning is always yeah. fun. And then once you get to your destination, that's great. But in between yeah. man, that, that, that meat of the sandwich, that process is just yeah. really, really awesome. Man. And, and you talk about joy yeah. and pride. I'll tell you what, coach, being a San Antonio native, still living here, uh, yeah. it, it means something to our community as well to have, you know, Hispanic uh, individual being an yeah. idea of a, of a major university in our city. So, yeah. yeah. So not just your community, but this community as well recognizes it. So no, that's something to be really proud of. And, and I'm glad you shared kind of, here again, you know, you got emotional Ain't nothing wrong with getting emotional and kind of overwhelmed yeah. because yeah, that process did bring you to this point. So that's great stuff, man. Really, really good stuff. Yeah. So, and, and Mike, yeah. I want to share one fact, one fact is, you know, I'm one currently one of 10 <laughs> athletic directors in the country that is Hispanic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know, it, it, what's, what's crazy to me is, you know, you look at college athletics and there's, the amount of Hispanics in, in playing college sports is not as high as other, you know, as our African American population, our Caucasian population. For and sure. to be in my role and, and to know, and, and, you know, I, I highlight the fact that I'm one of 10, you know, it's about to be nine because the Angaro UCLA is about to retire. So we're going to go from 10 to nine. But I, I, I say that because, you know, I think my experiences and, and my life is, you know, it's everybody's different. So what I've learned growing up is to love and care for all people mm-hmm. and knowing that I am a, a minority that's not typically seen in, in this world, in this business, yeah. um, it, it's something that I, I am excited to talk about with our student athletes, especially knowing everything going on in our world. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just, it, it's so powerful to me personally to know that I can be help one of those change agents to, to shape the future of college athletics. And, and, and think about it, I get to serve 500 plus student athletes daily and being their leader. Wow. And if I can make an impact on all 500 of those student athletes so they can go be the future leaders, like imagine the change that I was a part of to help impact the future, you know, of our communities. Yeah. Cause I, I look at it this way, coach, in that, uh, I here again, like I expressed to you earlier, I've been an athletic director for 11 years. And when I, and then when I step in on the field or on the court to coach kids as well, I realize I'm not yeah. just coaching them. I'm coaching their, their kids or maybe even their grandkids. Correct. Whatever they're going to experience with me, they're going to move on because we're so influential. Yeah. And we sometimes we don't realize yeah. that because sometimes it's just a job. And from what I'm hearing, right. yeah, what I'm hearing for you is you're talking about being a change agent, you know, impacting 500 student athletes, man. And, and beyond that, because you still have your student body, you know, they're on campus right. to impact. So all that, that's all great, man. So I would ask you too now, you're, we're talking about UIW, uh, beautiful campus, beautiful uh, you know mm-hmm. place to be, be here in San Antonio on the side of town it's on as well. Uh, you know what drew you to UIW in particular? Yeah, you know it, it was a relationship with a with a former uh, supervisor of mine, and you know I had the opportunity in my career to go from UC Riverside to Monroe, you know with a pit stop at Cal Valley, and then back to UIW by working under the same AD, and you know that's what brought me. To the city of San Antonio and to the University of the Incarnate Word, and it, it was the greatest blessing in my life to get to UIW because, you know, this was a place that I quickly realized was a family, yeah. and, and we have an amazing leader in Dr. Evans and my direct boss, Michael. Like we have phenomenal leaders on our campus that are moving this institution in a direction 
that is going to serve the mission. You know, the, the founding sisters, the Sisters of Charity and Carnivore, our founding congregation, came to San Antonio, you know, during the epidemic, and, and they came to serve people, to serve this community, and, and to be a part of, of a campus that's number one goal is to serve people and care and love all people. Like that, that is so powerful to me. Yeah. And that's something that I knew our athletic department had to replicate because we are one piece of the, of the big picture. And I knew we had to do our part to really serve out that mission. And, and then that's the greatest thing is that when I got here, I was at a place where I can actively live out my faith. I was at a place where, you know, I, the mission was to care and love all people and to take care of people. And, and those things just, just hit home with me. Yeah. And I quickly learned after a few months, like, yeah, UIW, we, we were a young D1. We were we had our challenges. We were we were educating the campus on what it meant to be a Division One institution. But I was so blessed because we have a phenomenal community, phenomenal campus partners. We have an incredible student body. And, and everybody was moving to buy into this direction we were moving as an athletic department. And so after a few months, I knew, like, holy cow, I, I'm falling in love with this place. And to have the opportunity to become the interim and then now the permanent AD, it, it was just, it, it was one of those things where two things just match perfectly, perfectly for me and, and me personally and, and to the core values and the mission of the institution. It was just a perfect fit. And, and I couldn't think of a better place to be right now in my life. Fantastic. You say, you said a lot of, a lot right there, coach. And I would, and I would, uh, and I really want to bring that, bring up the fact when you talked about living out your faith, that's something that's so key right now where everybody feels they have to be what everybody else wants them to be, uh, where they have to, right. they have to fit in this box of what the world says. No, this is what you're going to be, uh, because we don't want mm -hmm. you to step on toes, hurt people's feelings. And yeah, there's yeah. a time and a place for everything in their situations and that, that we cannot, you know, you know, put ourselves in for set ourselves up for failure, if you will. But I like, right. I like how you, you're just talking about having freedom where you're at. I mean, that's that's mm -hmm. one of the biggest things, I think, for any coach, administrator for quality of life to feel like you have freedom uh, because we live in yeah. a society that makes us feel sometimes like we're not free. And, uh, and I right. think that's fantastic, Coach. So I, I do appreciate you bringing that part up. Uh, you know, Mike, let me, let me just share this. Mike, it's UIW as an institution empowers people to be them. Yeah. Not to be anything else in the world, but to be them. And they're going to help cultivate and, and, and create a better you. Mm -hmm. You just have to buy in and, and know that everything this institution is doing is to support you in your efforts to become a better human being. And, and that's the biggest thing for me. You know, I bought in quickly to, to the focus and the drive of this institution. And I'm so thankful that they empower each and every one of us, employees, student athletes, the student body, our supporters, to be us and to be the best us we can be. Wow. Buy in and then being empowered. That's fantastic. I think everybody listening can kind of understand that, that when you do get buy-in from your program, from your players, from whoever you're leading, uh, make sure to empower them at the same time so they don't feel like they were be just being used. So that's fantastic, Coach. Thank you for bringing that up. Now, you, in your past experiences and in, in, in places that you've served at Riverside, like you talked about, Cal State LA, mm -hmm. and Monroe, uh, how's that? Mm -hmm. How have those past experiences served you moving forward? Yeah. You know, I think one of the biggest things that, that I don't know how I got this, but I've been blessed to be this way is just to be a sponge mm -hmm. every single place I go. Yeah. And, you know, some people may think, and like, dude, this guy asks a lot of questions. Well, it's purposeful, <laughs> right? When I, when I see somebody that, that I think has some great knowledge and can provide some insight to me to better me, yeah, I'm going to ask those questions because I want to pick their brain as best as I can. Yeah. And, and so each of those stops, 
I have gained some tremendous, you know, amount of knowledge from, you know, not only my, my successes, but from my failures. And, and, and there's some times where I've done some stuff in my career. And I'm like, if I could do that over again, I would do it differently in a heartbeat. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. The biggest thing was to learn from each and every one of those occurrences to put me where I am today. And, you know, the biggest, you know, the service I could have done for myself is to think I knew it all. Yeah. And so every single day when I walk into work, when I walk into a, a, walk into a, a grocery store, wherever I'm at in my life, I have to make sure I'm, I'm being myself, being humble, and knowing that we have some great people in this world that I can learn from. And so just taking away, you know, the craziest and the simplest things of it, maybe I'm at a, a checkout at, at a grocery store, and just the, the amount of attention, the customer service, and the smile, you know, that that, that clerk may have as they check me out. Like, those things matter and make a big impact for me. And so when I know that that brings some joy to me because they had a big smile on my face and I felt they sincerely cared about me, I want to be able to bring that same joy and excitement to, to some other person, you know, in the world. And so just, you know, being a sponge, learning from your mistakes, and just being me are kind of the biggest key, key takeaways I, I've taken from every stop along the way. Yeah, no, you, you're saying really key things there for all our listeners to really kind of hear again, uh, adhere to and pay and pay attention to as far as, you know, you said, I've learned from my successes and my uh, failures. And sometimes failure teaches us more than our successes, but yet we want to be successful. And from failure sometimes mm -hmm. is birth success. And so I really like that. Yeah. I like that approach. And, and, and I'll use a term that uh, one of my friends, Kevin Eastman uses, he says, be a learn it all, not a know it all. Because uh, right. people don't like, people don't like know-it-alls, man. I mean, that's the reality, yeah. especially in, 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 yeah. in athletics. If you think you know it yeah. all, you know, okay, go hang out with a professional, uh, you know, front office person or, you know, and then, yeah. and then you'll learn something. If you think you're a know-it-all as a coach, go hang out with Popovich for a couple of weeks. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you just, exactly. you exactly. learn, you have to be willing to learn. So that's great coach. Now uh, here again, I know you talked about some of the emotions and, and the feelings and the sentiments that you received and, and, and from, you know, here again, becoming the athletic director at UIW, but what, you know, there's a deeper meaning for yourself, obviously, well, the way you talk, there's a deeper meaning to life, right? And you're talking about loving yeah, people, yeah. caring for people, but what does this opportunity mean to you, to both you and your family? <laughs> I, I, I think it's, uh, it's a generational thing, right? It, it was a yeah. generational success. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you this. It's, you know, in my press conference, I said, I said three different people that I want to acknowledge because I think they helped shape me of who I am. And the first was my great grandfather. He's 97 years old currently. And he, he's still back home in Montebello. And, you know, I got to have dinner with him when I was back home last week. And nice. I grew up in his garden on Sundays, you know, I would go with my younger brother and he, he loved his garden. Right. And mm -hmm. we would always have jobs, whether it was, you know, digging a hole or whether it was potting plants or whether it was, you know, pruning the trees, you know, it, it, whatever the task was, it was me and my brother there. And, you know, the, the, the craziest lessons and leadership lessons I learned were sometimes in that garden. Yeah. And, and, you know, I had a brother who had an attention span. He's two years younger than me and has an attention span that'll maybe go 10 seconds, right? <laughs> so trying to manage him and keep him on track because I needed his help to accomplish, you know, our task at hand was great. And we would do, we would do projects and we had school projects. I remember we built things. We, we had this wood craft of a, of a horse. You know, my grandfather worked for, um, you know, horse tracks for a long time. 
and we would do some fun things in that in, in his backyard in his, in his work room in his garden and but you know and it, it was always the goal at the end of the day my personal goal i was trying to get to my grandma maggie's pancakes because we could not <laughs> eat until we, until we accomplished all our goals right yeah uh, but That's now awesome. looking back at it you know my great grandfather taught me about not only leadership qualities but he also taught me about being a follower and then that's one thing that I think people always want to talk. They always want to be in front. They always want to be in the front. But what about when when you're not that person? Yeah, okay. Yeah. What are you doing then when, when no one else may be looking at you? What are you doing then? And, and you know what my philosophy has to do everything in my power to shape and support the organization as best as I can, whatever position I'm in, because you don't need to have a title to be a leader in my opinion. Right. right. And you don't have to have a title to, to have to support your leadership. Yeah. And, and that's one of the biggest things I learned from my great grandfather is to know when to lead, but also when to follow. Wow. The second piece was his daughter is my grandma, Marty, and she's the oldest of three and my mom's mom. And, you know, growing up in life, she taught me about the love and compassion and caring for all people and always taking care of your own. And, and that's the biggest thing that, that really helps drive me to, to caring for people and making sure we're doing the right thing for the right reasons. And because of the way she showed me, you know, you know, how she carried herself, how she spoke to people, how she treated people, you know, that really, you know, was big for me. And then the third piece of, you know, my personal hero is my father. Like, dude, I never saw him growing up Harley because he worked all these different jobs. He had a great full-time job for, for Alley Unified School District, but then he would do some real estate stuff. Then he would do odds and tax returns, like the biggest hustler I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah. And I got my worth ethic from him and my drive to provide for the family, you know, comes from him. And, you know, and all those things, when, when you take those lessons I learned from them and the rest of my family was a major support system for me and, and understanding <laughs> and the excitement that I got to share with them when I got this permanent job was just, it was just life changing for me yeah. because I understood really quickly that my accomplishment wasn't just mine. Right. Yeah. And it was to be shared with a large group of people. And, you know, <clears throat> when I went back home, I went to have dinner with uh, my group of high school friends and these are my, these are my boys and some of their wives came and this is my, this is my inner circle of friends that I came up with Yeah, and, and to share their, they, they, they were my, they said, Rich, I think you've been talking about this since you were 18, but you were going to go and you were going to get this done. And you know, it, it, it's crazy because I've had this dream and passion and, and goal in mind and now to go back and, and to achieve it and, and, and achieve it at a younger age. And, and to share this experience with everybody, you know, it, it's just so powerful. And, and I realized that this wasn't my success. It was my family. It was my community. It was my circle success because all of their support and love over the years got me to where I am today. Coach, you said something right there. Uh, I, I, if I read it right, you're the youngest athletic director in the, in the nation right now. And, you know, the division one. Division yeah. One, yeah, division AD, one. Yeah. yeah. That's, that is, that's amazing. I mean, and then for you to give credit to your family, you know, that's, you say, you heard, you, you said something, taking care of your own. And, and one, one yep. rule of thumb we have in my family is family takes care of family. And when you, okay. when you talk about the 500 student athletes that you're uh, influencing and, be, and being able to impact, man, that's family, you know, yep. maybe a huge family, yep. but that's a family. And yep. uh, so, yeah, I, I, pre you know, I appreciate everything you're saying because you know, you talked about the, 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 the life lessons, leadership lessons you learned from your great grandfather's garden. I just want to 
kind of give yeah. you a little bit of advice. If you ever write a leadership book, coach, call up the garden. Yeah. Uh, it would be, it would be epic. <laughs> it would be epic, man. Just to throw that yeah. in there, man. Uh, so yeah, yeah that's I love stuff. that. That's good stuff, man. Now, how do you look to help and empower because you've been helped and you've been empowered. So how do you look to help and empower yeah. others to have the same opportunities you've had? Yeah, I think it's twofold for me in, in, in my point in my life is, well, it's actually, I'll say three because one, you know, I wake up every day to serve our campus and our student athletes and our campus community. And so I know I have to be a great leader to support our coaches and our staff so they can go and support our 500 plus student athletes because yeah. I can't go and directly contact them every single day, right? Yeah. It's just too big of a family. So I know by my guidance and my support of our coaches and our staff, that's how we're going to impact those 500 plus student athletes. Yeah. So that's the first piece of the pie. And then the, the second piece is bringing up the next generation of, of administrators, you know, and, and I have, we've had some, I've had some great grad assistants that I've worked with in my, in my career. And I have this little chart and, um, Carrie Gold, our, health, our head SID, and, and Zach Carlton, our, our head of external, helped me create this. And it's like a little picture chart of just all the grad assistants that I've had the opportunity to and blessed to work with in my career and where they're at in college athletics today. And, and, and it's getting bigger. I think it's up to like 14 or 15 now. And, wow. you know, I hope to add a few more from our recent graduating uh, graduation class from our GA grad assistants. And, yeah. you know, sending out and helping build and, and shape those administrators for the future I know that I can help instill some of the hope, hopefully some great things in, in them that will go and help shape, you know, their careers and their path and their direction. So when they have the opportunity to be a leader, um, they're going to get to maximize that opportunity. So it's the student athlete, it's the folks I work with. And then third, I want to just share this, you know, I believe in always supporting, you know, people that, that are back home, my, my friends, yeah. you know, when I was at Louisiana Monroe, I had a friend by the name of Sammy Valdez who's an assistant football coach at East Los Angeles College now, but he came on board. You know, he was uh, 24, 25 when we had a conversation about going back to school, getting an associate, and then transferring to Louisiana Monroe to, to come live with me and finish his degree. Well, worked his tail off, went to junior college, transferred to, to ULM. He lived with me. He worked on the football staff as a student assistant, worked his tail off for two years. And he, and he graduated with a degree. Wow. And, you know, now, you know, I'm doing a similar situation where I have a friend of my brother's who's looking to come and, and do a similar situation at UIW for the women's basketball program. And then I have another friend that, that I played high school football with that's looking to come and support our football program here. So making sure if, if I can help provide opportunities, you know, directly to some of the folks that I know have the potential to do great things in their life. I'm thrilled to be able to help and do that. Right. And yeah. bring some great people into this amazing institution. So that's really the three ways I think I've been able to help shape the future and, and support those who have supported me. Um, it's those three ways. Wow. You're, you're saying, you know, in essence, like when you talk about reaching out to your whole, you know, the student, the student athletes and how you need kind of help to spread the message, if you will, the gospel of what you yeah. want to be heard. Uh, and kind spread of the word. Yeah, spread the word. And so like you're talking about multiplying yourself into other people. And then you're saying yeah. that as well with your mentorship as well and providing opportunities. And I think that's something that a lot of us as leaders and as in mentors and as even, you know, when you get to that point of being a parent, you want to multiply yeah. the, the good things. That's for sure of who you are no, to, no. into those that you do lead and, 
yeah. and do call you mentor. You know, sometimes people think they're yeah. mentors by just showing up and talking to people. It's not the case. They, you know, they have no. to let you be that. So that's fantastic, Coach. I, it, sound, yeah. it, it just sounds like a great approach to paying it forward and, and paying, you know, feeling no, like you, yeah. you, you owe something to the world uh, because you, you were right. here again blessed as well. No doubt. So, and one thing, Mike, too, I want to share, kind of share on that is one thing I will tell folks and, and to the listeners is if there's a person out there that you admire or you aspire to be in a similar role one day, you know, so many people in this business want to give back and want to do good things, right? Yeah. So if you want to ask, ask that person to, to take time to visit with you, pick their brain, you know, really share that time. Yeah. But I'll tell you this too. There's been a lot of people in my career that want to, you know, sit in a chair I was sitting in or go down a path that I was going down even before I was in my current role at UIW. And the biggest thing I will share, if you care, make sure you care about that relationship more than the person on the other side of the phone. Yeah. Because there's so many times that I'm talking to folks and they say they want to get used to things and they want to go and progress their careers or they, they want to get into the business. But I say, here, here's how we can help. I need to do X, Y, and Z. Let's get a plan together. Let's get this thing moving. And I never hear from them again. Wow. So I'm, I, what I tell people is I'm not going to care. And, and I'm sorry, but I'm not going to care more about this than, than that person on the other side of the phone. Yeah, because sure. I have so many other things to, to support and do with, with our student athletes, with our university, with my personal family, with my friends, that if I'm going to pull time away, you need to be able to willing to invest more in it than I am. Wow. Because if you are not the one calling me back, you're not the one doing what I told you to do so we can help put you down this right path, then I'm sorry, I'm not going to be the one following up and chasing you down yeah. to help better yourself. You know, yeah. I, I, have the, I have a big group to focus on, and I'm willing to support you in any way I can. But make sure if you want to go and you want to get some, some knowledge from somebody that you, that you look up to or you aspire to be in a similar role, make sure you're willing to invest more in that relationship than they are. Because, you know, they're, they're, everybody's time is precious. And if someone's willing to help you, take full advantage of it. Yeah. No, some people don't respect others enough sometimes or themselves to do those things. Yeah. And they view relationships and uh, networking as just, you know, transactional, not transformational. Right. But you're talking about transformational type relationships, not just transactionals. And I think that's why people go take that route, man. But that's great. I'm glad you said that because there's not a lot of people that would you know, go out there and say, Hey, look, if you want the time, I'll give you the time, but you better make use of the time and, you know, exactly want, want right. it more than I do for you. Yeah. That's great. Now, given the current state of affairs in society, you know, there's a lot going on, man, the pandemic, yeah. uh, the inequality that we're seeing, the racism, all these things, right. What do you value yeah. most during this time? Because, you know, it's crazy times. It's really unprecedented times as well. What do you value most yeah. right now, coach? One thing, I, you know, I've really fall. I've realized that I've really recently fallen back on the core values of UIW, which are faith, innovation, education, service, and truth. Wow. And those five core values are really what I've fallen back on recently, you know, because they mesh so well with, with my beliefs and my philosophies and, you know, you know, being, being, being faith driven and, and understanding, you know, that's the key part of my life, you know. I've always thought of myself as being innovative as a problem solver and always trying to, you know, do what's best or, or figure out the best solution to things. You know, education is, is our opportunity for social mobility, in my opinion, to, to help raise the level of our society as education. You know, serving our community 
um, you know, always making sure that you're a servant leader in all that you do. Yeah. And then just being truthful and being you, being true to yourself, being true to others. You know, so those five core values are what I've relied on, what I've, you know, been supported by in these challenging times. Because I know those things have made this university, UIW, to what it is today. And it hasn't steered this university wrong, you know, since it was created in the late 1800s. So I know those are five strong core values that I can rely on in these challenging times to keep me on track to be the best leader that I can be. Yeah. No, nah, man, truth. Uh, that, that last component, truth, I think uh, yeah. that's, not, that's not out there enough in, in, in a lot of settings yeah. and in a lot of... Uh, I don't know, here again, relationships, because that's what, the, that's what we're talking okay. about. When you're in athletics and when you're in coaching, uh, you're in the people business. And if you can't have truth integrated within those relationships, uh, you pretty much can just yeah. call, it, call it a day for the rest of the components. Oh, God. That's pretty much it. So, okay. yeah, that's great stuff, yeah. man. Uh, yeah. I, uh, you know, we talk about some of the experiences you've had along the way in your process. And so I'd ask you, what have you sacrificed or invested to be where you're at today? <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one. I said, uh, it's just my family time, man. Yeah. You know, being away and being the only person in the family to ever move out of the state. You know, everybody's still there in Montebello and East LA. Like, yeah. the entire family's right there. Both of my mom's and my dad's side. My mom recently moved to the Sacramento area. So, you know, she moved out and for a career opportunity and, that's the biggest thing. You know, when I, when I go back and, you know, I get to sit there and talk to my father face to face or my uncle Herman, just face to face. And, you know, seeing my sister, seeing my goddaughters, I only got to see one of my goddaughters this, this past trip home. And, you know, the time I've spent away from them has been my biggest sacrifice. You know, I'm, I'm willing to make any personal sacrifice in my life to achieve my goals, but I feel that they have sacrificed their time with me as well by me trying to be where I'm at today. Yeah. And so it, that's an easy one to me, man. My family, my family has made the huge sacrifice to help me get where I'm at today. And I know I, if I was back home, I'd be doing everything in my power to support each and every one of them and, and, you know, helping, you know, everybody come along and do the best of their ability. But with, with being away, it's a lot harder. And with my time so stretched because of my role and my position, you know, that's the biggest thing. My family's made a huge sacrifice to help get me where I'm at. Yeah, you know, we, we, we think about the sacrifices we make, but also it's others, you know, the sacrifices of others that help us. So, yeah, you're completely right about that. I mean, I see that. I see, I hear what you're saying. I, I paint the, I, here again, it's not hard to paint the picture of what you're saying for most of us who have who've had a struggle or, or kind of, you know, we're, we're family oriented. So when you don't yeah. have that time that you're used to, it's really difficult it's really difficult yeah. because they're the ones that helped you get there, but where you're going, right. they may not be able to go along physically with you. So yeah, it, 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 right. it's really, really interesting. Now you're talking about all these things, you know, that you're, that you're learning uh, and you're implementing and you know, the things that you aspire to implement. But I would ask you coach, what have you learned about yourself throughout your career? <laughs> that's a you know where to start I, you know, I think I've learned so much yeah so much about myself personally and you know and that goes back to the whole being true to you yeah. you know I don't want to be I didn't want to get hired like here's the deal it's so easy to fake it till you make it you know For you sure. hear that all the time fake sure. it till you make it and I totally disagree with that thing purely because 
why the heck do you ever want to fake anything in life? You know, because that means whatever you did to fake it to get to that place where you want to be, now you're stuck being that way for, for whatever extended amount of time you're in that role or in that position, in that setting, whatever it may be. So when you fake it till you make it, when are you going to be happy with, with, with what you're doing or, or who you're portraying to be? Um, I think that's, that's the biggest thing. I live. It's always be the authentic me, be your authentic self, just be you. Yeah. Right. And luckily for me, it's helped me to get where I'm at today. And, you know, some people are built differently. Some people aren't the nicest of people. Some aren't the most outgoing of people. Everybody is their own person. Yeah. But I still think that you have to be you because yeah. when you get hired for that job you want, when you get the opportunity that you want, you want to go into that opportunity or into that position being you because you don't want to fake to be someone else for nine, 10 months, three years, five, whatever it may be. You do not want to fake being somebody else. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing I've learned over the, over my time is just to be you and, and only be you because it's not going to serve anybody. Well, if you're trying to be someone you're not. Wow. That, that's a, that's a truth bomb for everyone, whether you're in athletics or not, or whether you, you know, if you woke up today, that's good advice <laughs> just to be yourself. You know, we, we, uh, everybody looks for the, who, you know, the networking, right. And there's that saying, it's like who we know will get you there. What you know will keep you there. And, uh, and so who you are too, I think, because you can't keep up that facade. Like you say, nine, 12 months, eventually you're going to crack and who you really are is going to show up. And, you know, I think at that point you're going to be exposed and probably won't be the best situation for you. So yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great that you're self-aware enough to, Say so, yeah, I learned that. Yeah, and I think that's what we can all learn from as well, Coach. Now I would ask yeah. you, why do you do what you do? Because there, you know, you've kind of talked about it and, and kind of gone over it, but yeah. I want to know, like, at the core of you as a person, yeah. why do you do what you do? Yeah. You know, coming from a community so similar to San Antonio in, in Montebello and East Los Angeles, you know, we always wanted. You know, one thing about. <clears throat> how I grew up and I see it every day in the city of San Antonio is, you know, trying to better the next generation and, and trying to do better for your family and your community. And, you know, and that's really what, what start started me in this whole deal is I knew that my family worked their tail off to provide me an opportunity to go to college. Yeah. Okay? I went to college. I had an amazing experience at the time of my life because of the efforts of my family and my community and all the people that have supported me. So my opportunity now is to go and do that same thing for student athletes for the rest of my career. So if I can go into work every single day and and we we say work, but honestly, I don't feel like I work for a living. I, I, it's part of my life. It's my lifestyle. It's just what I do. And if I have the chance every single day to go and make an impact for the greater good, through our student athletes, through our coaches, through our student general student body, through our campus partners, through our donors and ticket holders, like the opportunity I have to give back to this community, it, it, it's just phenomenal. It's huge and yeah. it's daily and it's constant and it never stops. So to be able to, to know how I got to where I'm at and, and to move up the ranks and, and get these opportunities, I want to provide that same opportunity for social mobility and for an education that I was provided by going to Whittier College because of the hard work of my family and the support of my loved ones. And I want to be able to be one of those support structures, not only for in the classroom, not only in competition, not only, you know, for, you know, their engagements with the community, but for, for life. Because right now is my opportunity to give back and put my full force of effort 
into helping change the future. And it's going to be through these student athletes. It's going to be through the, the coaches. It's going to be through the staff. And so just to be able to give back because of what was given to me, that's, that's my drive every single day is to pay it forward because I was blessed and thankful for everything that was, that was all the support and love and, and, and that I got over the years. Now it's my turn to go and do the same thing for many others. Yeah. You said something key coach about, you know, it's your lifestyle now. It's not just a job or, you know, uh, a career. It's who you are in a sense. It's part of who you are. It may not be your full identity, but it's part of your identity, which is great. And then you're talking about, you know, the future, you know, those in the, those of us who work with people need to see a future, not just for ourselves, but for them as well. And being, yeah. a, being a support structure, like you said, that's fantastic. I think that's, uh, it goes back to what you talked about initially about, about how incarnate word was, you know, came about, it was a mission. Yeah. And what you're talking about yeah. is, is very missional. So that's fantastic. Yeah. So coach, I, 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 my last question is always about legacy and I know you're still, you still got a long way to go, right? You got a long <laughs> road ahead of you, but I would yeah. ask, I would ask this question in this form in that, you know, being proactive, you know, Stephen Covey talks yeah. about that, right? Beginning with the end in mind. Uh, what would you yeah. want, you know, cause we, we, we talk about how we're going to treat people, how we're going to, conduct ourselves professionally, business-wise, all that. But we, yeah. have to, we have to treat people a certain way to get to those end goals, to the buy-in, to the structure. Yeah. Uh, how, what would you want to be said of you when your career is all said and done? Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm lucky enough to continue in this profession for the next 30, 40 years of my life and look back and if I get to retire one day and look back at it, you know, I want to be able to say, man, that guy took care of people. That guy took care of people. And not and not any particular set of people, but people, right? Yeah. That yeah. guy looked out for everybody he had a chance to take care of. And that's what I want to be remembered as, as someone that, that cared and loved and supported, you know, with, with everything I had, with everybody I came across. And, you know, and that's, that's how I like to remember that, uh, being a man that took care of people. And people, all caps, because I don't care who you are, where you come from, you know, what your skin color, what your beliefs are, you know, none of that matters. It's because yeah. if you're a human being, I want to be able to support you and, and know that Richard Duran, you know, throughout his career, throughout his life, he took care of people. Richard, coach Duran, athletic director Duran, I do appreciate your time, brother. I really do. Yeah. I thank you for being so candid and open with us and so thoughtful. Yeah. I really do. I mean, it's, uh, it's been real. And so thank you so much for your time. No, I was fired up to be here. And, you know, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where, you know, you get the opportunity to share who you are, your story and your beliefs. And, you know, I, I, I greatly appreciate you providing me this platform to share this with you because, you know, it's not often I get to do it. You know, you're yeah. so consumed with, with doing what's best for the greater good that you don't, sometimes you forget to reflect about your journey and yourself. So yeah, just sure. thank you for allowing me this opportunity and, and to share some of these stories with you.